This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Let's pray. Lord God, we come to you, and as as Pastor Ben mentioned, we all have our stuff. We've all got brokenness of some sort, some way, somehow. Lord God, we ask that this would be a time of healing, where you would send your Holy Spirit, place your hand of love and healing in our lives. Pray this in the powerful, saving, and healing name of Jesus. Amen. Almost all babies, when they enter the world, enter it with a cry. And so what that means is whether we remember it or not, and we don't, when we entered the world, there is a high likelihood that you and I, the very first thing we shared with this beautiful, glorious world was our loud cry. Our crying didn't stop as infants, though, did it? The world is filled with brokenness. There's tears and there's sorrow. Actually, to cry is to be human. Scripture is filled with one story right after another of pain and suffering. If you think that by being a Christian or that if you become a Christian that you won't have to deal with pain or suffering in your life, well, that's not the deal. Christianity's too real for that. Jesus tells us, in this world, you will have trouble. And so as we turn into the pages of Scripture and we see the story after story, here just a couple. Hannah, a woman named Hannah. Oh, how she wanted to have a baby. Oh, how she wanted to have a baby. And she struggled with infertility. And it was just crushing. There's Elijah, a man of God. I'm talking man like a man of God. Miracle worker. <laughs> Elijah, his, his life became so heavy, so weighty, that he cried out to God in prayer, God, take my life. A couple of other guys in the Old Testament, a guy named Jeremiah, another guy named Job. They, they both actually cursed the day that they were born. They wished it had never happened. Life was so tough. 
There's a guy named David. Uh, actually, David's the greatest king of Old Testament Israel, the greatest king by far. His, his life was filled with days, with weeks, with months, with years of sorrow and lamenting. As Pastor Ben mentioned, we're continuing today in our, in our summer series, Summer Playlist, where we're looking at some of the Psalms, the songs in Scripture, right? And, and we know from, from our past study that some of the songs are about praise and adoration and joy and thanksgiving, and they're just powerful and they're fun. And, but there are also sad songs, songs of lament. And that's what we have before us today. Psalm 13. And as we look at this psalm, what we want to answer is, what does Scripture teach us about lament? So Psalm 13, the first four Versus a, a psalm of deep emotion. David says, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I'll sleep in death. And my enemies will say I've overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. We all experience the pain and suffering of loss. And for some of us, sometimes, right, there, there's one loss. And, and before we can even begin to heal with that comes another loss. And another one, they combine and they compound and things get dark. We all suffer loss. Maybe not just a job, but an entire career. There's a loss of relationships, friendships, sometimes even marriage. There's loss of life from miscarriages, to great-great-grandma and grandpa. There's loss of ability, loss of health, loss of possessions, and so much more. We all feel the pain of loss. The struggle is real. And sometimes if you're like me in that, in that pain and that suffering, you get angry, you're mad. There's bewilderment, 
There's confusion, there's doubt, there's distress, there's despair. There's fear, there's heartache. Things are so out of balance. There's sorrow, there's overwhelm. People don't understand what we're going through. And how could they? Because we don't even understand. Why did this happen? This doesn't make sense. And we walk around with a dark cloud and the heaviness of sorrow on our backs. We might be doing okay, but then something strikes us afresh about that loss and we just burst into tears. You had a plan, but this wasn't a part of the plan. You thought that you and God were on the same page, moving in the same direction. And probably you are for a lot of things, but this wasn't one of them. You feel like quitting, throwing in the towel, giving up. What's the use? I'm not worthy anyway. You wonder, can God, will God forgive me? Will he help me? Just a piece of garbage. You want to escape. And many do. Through alcohol or other drugs or hobbies or work or you name it. Sometimes may even want to escape life. It's not so much a death wish. It's just you wish things were different. You wish it was a change in your life. You question God with a heavy heart, with anguish, with tears, with sorrow, with anger. Look at me, God. Answer me. How could this be? Why is this happening? Feel like God's absent? He's forgotten about you? Or he's just chilling out in the stands of the cosmos with a brat and beer in hand watching things go by? Or that he's teaching you a lesson that you never wanted to learn in the first place? And your heart drops like a falling star. And you stay along with the psalm writer, darkness is my closest friend. Lament 
is a lonely, lonely place. What does scripture teach us about lament? The pain is real. Maybe you struggle because God's so good. He gave you that blessing in the first place. And it's hard to imagine what life is like with that that blessing changed or gone completely. It's hard to figure out. In your lament, you don't see all the many other blessings that are there. And then when you're reminded of them, sometimes fall into guilt. And when you're reminded of them, it's not like that's just going to automatically take away the pain of your loss. Sometimes when Christians go through seasons of lament, they they think it's because, gosh, I I just don't have a very strong faith. If if I had a, a stronger faith, it wouldn't hurt so bad. If I had a a stronger faith, I I wouldn't be lamenting so much. But you know, when we we turn into the scriptures, we find really just the opposite. (laughs) Lamenting isn't the absence of faith. Lamenting is the presence of a strong faith because we're being open and honest to God. Lament doesn't mean that you've strayed or that you've lost. Darkness can come at any time to anyone, even innocent people. Just ask Jesus, who wept at the friend, his friend's grave. Sometimes when these these hard things come, we hardly ever have the answers right away. Sometimes we're able to see the answer why in in a bit of time, sometimes a longer time. And sometimes we won't find the answer out until we're in heaven. As a believer, you know you can trust God. You know that. But this is just so, so different. Philip Yancey, an author, says of faith, faith is believing in advance what will only make sense in reverse. What does Scripture teach us about lament? Lamenting to God is the presence of faith, not the absence of faith. Lament is relative darkness. What what I mean by that is lament is temporary. You can maybe picture it like this. You, maybe if you've been out west, maybe to Colorado or Washington or, you know, Alaska, whatever, you see the big mountains, like Mount Denali in Alaska. 
You see it, it's beautiful, it's majestic, it's glorious, it's huge. It's standing tall. And then the fog settles in and you can't see the mountain. You know it's there, but you can't see it. When we go through times of lament, that's often what it's like, right? We know that there is this great, glorious, majestic God. He's awesome. And then the the fog of lament comes in. We can't see him. We know he's there. But we can't see him. We can't see him. We feel abandoned, but we're not. And here's how we know. Because Jesus knows all about lamenting. There was that day in Jesus' life where he cried out to God and told his disciples, my my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. And a little while later, he cries out, my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? Jesus was suffering and enduring the deepest darkness possible. Pastor and author Tim Keller says this, Jesus got the total darkness, not you nor me. Jesus had his darkness as his only friend. His disciples left, his family left, God left. He took the darkness of our sins, our sins. We've exploited others. We are self-centered. We use other people. We do deserve to have God turn away from us, but he won't. Jesus experienced darkness as his only friend so that in your darkness, you can know that Jesus is still your friend. He hasn't abandoned you. He didn't abandon us in his darkest day. So he will certainly not abandon us in our darkness. What does scripture teach us about lament? Jesus is with us even when it doesn't feel like it. See? Hope is never found. It just look on the brighter side. Hope is found in Jesus. Because Jesus is our Savior, because Jesus conquered sin and Satan and death, We might be very well going through a Good Friday. And you'll remember, they didn't call it Good Friday back then. 
We might be going through a silent Saturday where our cheeks and our shirt are wet with tears and our eyes are red. But because of Jesus, we know that Easter victory is coming. That God is with us in our silence, in our anguish, in our anger, in our pain, in our lostness. We cry out to God and, and we're holding on to him by a thread. And to be honest, sometimes the thread's broken. But it's okay. Because God, with his almighty and compassionate hands, has actually never, ever let go of you. Isaiah 41, God promises, I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. I'm still in God has never failed us. The psalm continues, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. Story time. God is the author of your life. He writes your life story. And your story is actually a part of another story. It's a part of his story. And in his story, he rescues you. There are scars in your story but that's evidence of healing. If there were no scars, it would simply be pain. But because there's scars, there's healing. When you're going through a tough time because of Jesus, you can know that relief is coming. Because Jesus, because of Jesus, there is always a but in your lament story. You're hurting, it's horrible. But that's not the end of the story. See that over and over again in scripture too. Peter has in front of him people who were actually responsible for Jesus' death, okay? They're like, what do we do? He says, you killed the author of life, 
but God raised him from the dead. We're witness to this. When it looks like it's over, it's not over. Going to the Old Testament, there's a guy named Joseph. We think our world's messed up now. Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery. Talk about a sibling rivalry, huh? Sold him into slavery. Years later, this is what Joseph told them. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So in the middle of your lament, you can know that a but is coming. I don't know when, I don't know how, I don't know what it looks like, but I know it's gonna happen. Life this side of heaven is full of tears and sorrows and tough times and lament. And Psalm 13 gives you and me God's wisdom for how to deal with all these things. The first part is turn to God in prayer. He sees, He knows, He understands. Our lament is just pouring our heart out to God. You just go to God in prayer and say, God, I'm in pain right now. But you're still worthy of worship. And so I pray. Whether I'm in pain or not, you're worthy of worship. And so I pray to you. And when you're praying, bring your complaint to God. Bring it all. Lament. I know it hurts. You know why it hurts? Because what you lost, what you're missing, was an amazing blessing from God. When you're telling God how much it hurts, what you're also telling God is thank you so much. That thing, that person was such a blessing to me. Thank you, God. Bring your complaint. He identifies. He understands. He's our God of grace. Always. 
He's our God of grace, whether our words are exactly the right words, language that we should use. He's our God of grace. When we don't act right, we don't say things the right way. He's our God of grace, whether we can put on a happy face or not. And sometimes we just can't. He's our God of grace when we've got on a happy face, but we know it's fake. God loves you always. He's your God of grace. Ask boldly for help. God, I'm in so much pain. I need your help. Every good and perfect gift is from you, God. God, I need your goodness. I need your grace. I need your blessing. Be patient with me. Help me, God. And then... Trust in God. And don't lean on your own understanding. King Solomon in the Old Testament is known as the wisest person who ever lived. That's not me. But this is what I know. There are things that happen that are beyond our understanding. Just Beyond, and we'll never figure it out. But nothing is beyond God's understanding or compassionate grace. So the psalm ends, I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. Psalm 13. Sad song, but a compassionate song. It teaches us what to do in the tough times. To trust in God by praying to Him, by laying it all out, all of our complaints, asking for His help, and then trusting Him, trusting God for who He is what he has done, is doing, and will do again. Your promise still stands. Great is your
Lord God, your promises still stand. Great is your faithfulness. You never let us go. You never fail us. Lord, thank you for holding on to us even when we can't feel it. We pray this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.